0: Hey Dad, how do you throw a curveball? How do you build a fort? How do refrigerators run? How do fish learn how to swim? Kids ask a lot of questions. How high can you jump? But you don't have to know every answer. How many phone numbers are there? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. How do cell phones work? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. What's electricity? They just need you. What's the For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Big media believes you should be told what to think. We disagree. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson.
1: While we wait to find out who is going to be inaugurated in January, we can still look ahead to some of the debates that the president, whoever that's going to be, is going to have to deal with. And the congressional makeup, whatever that's going to be, is going to be dealing with. And the ongoing question is one of the big ones, energy. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us on American Viewpoints. And uh, energy is one of those policy decisions that I think a lot of people, their eyes kind of glaze over. But it's one of those things we actually feel directly in our lives every single day. Joined now by Tom Pyle. He's the president of the American Energy Alliance. And Tom, thanks for the time today to uh, start with. But uh, secondly, when I mentioned that everybody feels the result of a debate over energy, we're talking about what we pay for gas, what we pay to heat and cool our home and, and all kinds of other areas of our lives, I mean, directly every single day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and the issue was front
1: and center in this
0: uh, political campaign. Donald Trump, President Trump made a very clear and convincing case that he wants to continue the role that the American uh, industry is on. Uh, we, in 2019, we became, the uh, we, for the first time since the 1950s, we produced more energy than we consumed and we exported more energy than we used. The point being is, is that we have been spending the last 30 years trying to get out of underneath the grip of OPEC, trying to get out underneath the grip of the Middle East. We're now energy secure. We're now energy independent. Uh, we're enjoying low, relatively affordable energy prices in the form of electricity or gasoline. And the other side wants to take that comp- wants to take that away from us and wants to basically shut down the industry, which is basically what they said. During the
1: campaign. Yeah, you're referring to uh, the issue over fracking. And of course, people may be surprised to hear there's still a debate over things like carbon taxes. And one of the ways that this is uh, the narrative is set up. Often is well putting a focus on energy and uh, all the things that it takes to have inexpensive energy is just incompatible with having a clean environment and conservation. So we have to make a call, and if it costs us more, well, then that's what it is, and that's how that narrative is is often presented. It's dead wrong. It's flat out dead
0: wrong. Um, Since two thousand five, can you guess what country is the single largest uh, has had the most success in reducing? carbon dioxide
1: emissions in the atmosphere. I I've, I've actually done some reading on this so uh, so I know that the answer is the United States.
0: Bingo. Yeah. And we and at the same time President Trump got us out of a costly and unfair international agreement that would have hamstrung our energy producers. At the same time, uh, the government did not end up regulating our, our electricity sector, right? Because president Trump undid a lot of the uh, regulations that were saddled on us by president Obama and, and vice president Biden. You can do both. It is proven time and time again, that you can be more energy efficient while still producing energy at the same time. It's, this is not about energy or the environment it's about power and control if you go if you peel back the onion the biden harris ticket want to tell us what cars we're allowed to drive what electricity sources we're allowed to use or or the more more specifically the industry is allowed to use and what would that do for us uh if we switched over to wind and solar at the time frame that they want us to do that would mean that we would be paying thousands of dollars more for our energy every year, just our basic energy needs. As you mentioned, we would be paying hundreds of dollars more for the goods and services that we use every day. And we depend on why, because energy is an input cost to all those products and services, right? Transportation, um, you know, manufacturing, everything else. We would basically be telling our manufacturing sector to go pound sand because we compete on affordable energy uh, whereas the rest of the world out competes with us on their labor right we pay our workers pretty well in the united states and the last thing and the most important thing is why would we want to trade our hard fought energy independence away from the middle east and hand it over to china and why do i say that because it, if we did this we would be getting most of the materials that would be required to build windmills and solar panels from china in the form of the minerals the rare earth minerals the cobalt the, the 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 stuff that goes into the the manufacturing of these things and plus china is the biggest supplier of solar panels in the world it's it, there's no there is no scenario where this makes any
1: sense in the real world we're visiting with tom Pyle from the american energy alliance and, and tom i don't know that anybody's against. Using solar or developing uh, you know renewable energy sources. Uh, you mentioned the timing that they want to have pushed on this. Why is, is that significant? Because I know that I can't afford to put solar panels on my house right now, and, and I, have, I make a living uh, doing, uh, doing media work. So what's significant about the timing and the competing ideas about, about that? Because I, I haven't heard anybody who says, I don't want solar, I don't want wind in the mix. But what we're talking about is a policy question as to how it's going to be regulated and pushed.
0: Well, I mean, what they're talking about is is taking away uh, the energy sources that we produce affordably and cheaply here, which is thousands, hundreds of thousands of jobs in the sector, in the in, immediate in the sector, but even beyond that, the jobs, the people who supply the oil and gas industry, for example, and replacing it with an industry that, yeah, they create jobs. There's no doubt about it, but they aren't nearly as high paying. They're, they don't last nearly as long. So that's one thing that doesn't make sense to me. But the other thing is the way technology works is, you know, somebody says, you know, there's a better thing out there. I can do it. I can make it. And they can figure out a way to displace incumbents, right? Cheaply, more affordably, cleaner, more efficiently, or whatever. That's all wonderful. We have nothing against windmills, solar panels, any energy source. We hope someday somebody invents the stuff that you, you know, lift up the, the back of the car and just shove you know, trash in there or whatever, and it turns into you know, energy. But that's just not the reality right now. What they're trying to do is force it. They're trying to force it on us. And what that means is we're going to have to pay more and more for it. And, and the poorest of the, of the people in the, in the country pay
1: exorbitantly higher percentage of their income on energy. Tom, when we uh, look at some of the debates that you're seeing that is going to be dealt with regardless of who's president uh, in 2021 and beyond, uh, what are some of the top ones that you're keeping your eye on? I'm going to guess, you know, carbon taxes and things like that are in there. But uh, what about incentives for renewable energy?
0: Yeah, well, let's let's do the Washington speak thing, because incentives for renewable energy means subsidies. And mandates, right? And so uh, what they're going to try to do if Biden gets elected is come up with this grand, what he's calling an infrastructure package, but it's really interesting dichotomy where you want to build roads and bridges, which means more people will drive, but you want to reduce carbon dioxide, right? So it's like, okay, so in the infrastructure package, he's going to want to create all these incentives and, and mandates for renewables and things like that. Um, that's, we pay twice for that because it, it turns the energy electricity more, makes it more expensive, but now on top of paying more out of our pocket for our utility bills, we're taking more of our taxpayer money and handing it to wind producers. If this stuff is so good and it's so competitive and it's so cheap, like the wind industry says, get rid of these subsidies and mandates and let it compete on its own. So we're not saddling ourselves with the burden of paying twice once to su- subsidize them
1: and wants to compensate for the fact that they're more expensive for our utility bills. All right. Now, these are just some of the uh, issues that you all are watching and uh, are active in. Uh, People want to find what you do and read more. How do they do it?
0: Go to AmericanEnergyAlliance.org. We've got great resources there, lawmaker accountability tools. In fact, energy really, affordable energy and, and oil and gas production won in this election. The, the Biden climate agenda was a dud. The Green New Deal hit a dead end in this election. Uh, if Donald J. Trump ends up pulling this off, uh, we don't have to worry about it. But if Biden gets in, we have the backstop of the Senate, at least now. I think the Senate is clear. It's going to remain in Republican hands. And we just have to get your listeners and others engaged on these issues because you're right. They don't we don't think about this stuff,
1: but it, it affects our lives every single day. Hey, Tom, appreciate the perspective. Thank you very much. You bet. And uh, you can weigh in on this and everything else that we cover by checking out our Twitter uh, account. It's just at AVP radio show. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for spending part of your weekend with us. We'll talk to you again next week. Hey dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad? Dad?